The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 576-7610. Let's go to Justin next up. Justin and Belton, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, what'd you think, man? Tough one, but... Man, I just want everybody to chill out a little bit. I mean... I broke my TV on games kind of like this, but this is a different team. We was a few players out, and come AFC Championship, when the game's at KC, it's going to be a lot different. So come on, Patty. Come on, Bob Sutton. I mean, he dialed it up at the end. Let's go. We can do it. Thanks for the phone call. We appreciate it. 576-7610. You can also shoot us a text at 69306. Did we just see the 2019 AFC Championship game, do you think? I think you might have seen. It could be this year's uh, championship game. It could be next year's championship game. This could be one of these things that could be a championship game for years to come. I mean, you saw uh, how uh, the Patriots have gotten back there year after year with really, uh, in recent years, no problem really making the Super Bowl. I think there's finally a contender that uh, will will threaten them, and it's here in Kansas City. 576-7610. We'll get your calls up here in just a second. You can also, again, text in at 69306. Uh, from the text line, the fact that they battled to the end is okay, but the point is to score more points than the other team. The defense let this one slide away. I, I don't know if the defense let this one slide away. I just don't know if the defense could do it could could do anything with the personnel that they have. You know, like I, I don't. It, it's amazing to me how little or how well I guess they did with how little they actually had. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I agree. I I, I think. That w- with the defense, it, you can't, like, at the bottom line of this, of, of it all, is you can't allow 43 points. Mm-hmm. But if, for so long in Kansas City, you, you're, you've been wanting to put it on the back uh, of Bob Sutton. And to me, what personnel does he have, had he have tonight? Did well, he have tonight? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, exactly. Exactly, I, and I and I don't. And, know. What, and at what point? And at what point is is the defensive woes like? What point does that fall on management and Brett Veach and being to. up against the cap this bad? I know that was a Dorsey thing, but now you're a year or so removed from Dorsey. Mm-hmm. At what point is it on the Chiefs for keeping Eric Berry having a roster spot? Why does this guy? And I listen. I I love oh, Eric Berry. Well, here we go. I love what he's done, and I love the here battle that he go. had for Kansas City, and he's the heart and soul of this Chiefs defense. But why does he have a roster spot in this team if he's not going to play? It, I, 
why and, and then you said in the pregame they're confident they're confident he's going to get back i understand i'm just i like i look at it and, and again these the, the two guys who you spend a ton of money on again up against the cap and again i know dorsey had a lot to do with that as well as eric berry and justin houston these are problems justin houston and eric berry didn't play tonight you came three points short why is it all Sutton? I get Sutton deserves some of the blame. You can't let up 43 points. And 500 than, yards. It's 500 than, even. It's more than one guy. It's more than one guy. Hey, by the way, uh, don't forget that other team over there. And I know nobody ever wants to hear this, and I, and I hope people aren't just completely dis- distraught because don't think about it from a positive standpoint. We're going to go right back to the phones. Don't, think, don't forget, you just went up against the gold standard in their gym, and you battled to the very end. I know nobody likes moral victories, but that guy on the other sideline is the best football coach in the history of the NFL by many people's accounts, and that quarterback is still a great quarterback, maybe the greatest of all time. Here's your fun stat of the night before we go to the phones. The Patriots are now 24-0 and at home in the regular season against quarterbacks younger than 25. The thing is, Belichick had 10 days, and in that first half, they gave Mahomes stuff he had never seen. The adjust That third quarter played by the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, was one of the – it's easily the best third quarter they've had this season and was one of, but all things considered, one of the best quarters they've played this season. It's so hard to take moral victories when you're just rapidly reacting to mm-hmm. a game that just happened. But if you look at this game tonight and, and you see sometimes the things that happen with Tom Brady, like people want to compare Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady. He may be eventually in the mix for one of these guys who has this you know, really rare, rare, rare talent. You see in this game with Brady, there was a moment in the game where he held onto the football just way too long. Yeah. And every quarterback is going to make mistakes like that. Like, Mahomes made plenty of mistakes tonight. But the fact that he was there and willing his team, like, over time, the cap will open up, and you hope, you'd hope you hope that the Chiefs could get some defensive personnel in there. And maybe, listen, I'm not saying it's definitely going to not – I'm not saying it's definitely not going to take firing Bob Sutton. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe you end up getting into a similar game in the AFC title or something like that with the Patriots or an AFC division game or something like that. And the defense lets up too many points once again. And maybe that's the difference that needs to, that needs to be made. But here you here. I think what you have is you were on Sunday night football and you battled to the end and you were right there neck and neck with who has been what the King of the AFC Mm -hmm. for years and years. Again, moral victories so hard to swallow. What are we like? 15 minutes after a game. I yeah, get yes, that. Yes. You yes. know, and I I understand that. But this team is here. And, like, with Mahomes now, you're going to be here for a very, very long time. Let's go right back to the phones. 576-7610. Sean, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Sean? How you doing, gentlemen? All right, all right. I mean, I, I know it's probably a sour taste in your mouth, but you battle the Patriots all the way to the end, Sean. Yeah. You know, it, it stings a little bit, but that's just any loss. I think the reason why this loss in particular is uh, not as big a deal as most is because we saw there were two distinct plays at the very beginning of the game where Mahomes had receivers wide open on two different drives where he had the jitters. He had a little bit of the jitters. He overthrew, he overthrew two times. And that difference, those two points, those two touchdowns would have made the difference in the entire game. You would all of a sudden put them behind. They couldn't have run so much with Sony Michelle. They couldn't have been able to do the same things they did. They had already been behind. That one overthrow at the very beginning of the game that would have been a TD would have put them behind, and they couldn't have put 100 yards on the ground with Sony Michelle. They would have had to gone completely to the passing attack. It would have changed the entire game. I'm not blaming it on him. 
40 to 40 against the Patriots with 250 left. That's nuts. I mean, if it, any, everybody's not putting that in perspective. It's completely insane to be 250 left. You're in Foxborough. You're 40 to 40. It's like a high school uh, basketball game. You're 40 to 40. I mean, that's completely insane. I think it is. There is no such thing as a moral victory, generally speaking. Man, this was as close to you as you could get to some moral victory, in my opinion. Sean, thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Chase, you're next up. What would you think about tonight's game, Chase? Oh, guys, uh, you know, it's a heck of a shootout out there. And, uh, you know, first off, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the other place over in Overland Park for hosting the, uh, the Arrowhead. How was the party? Yeah, how, how was the, was Barber nice to people? Oh, my goodness. It was outstanding, guys. They did a great job, a heck of a job for the first annual. I hope we keep this going. Um, you know, big, big shout-out to Arrowhead Pride for putting this on. Um, it was outstanding. You know, I'll be honest, the first half was, uh, it was a little quiet. Um, but, you know, I think we learned a lot about Patrick Mahomes tonight, you know, seeing him come from behind in a shootout situation and be able to step up to the plate and make some big plays happen. Uh, but, you know, you know, some current concerns about the defense here. You know, what are we going to do? Um, you know, I've got my own concerns about Bob Sutton, as most of us do. And, you know, you see Carl Joseph on the trading block from the Raiders. You know, you see Patrick Peterson. And, uh, you know, it's kind of scratching my head thinking we have two second-round picks here. You know, maybe we start dealing. Maybe we give up a third or a fourth for Carl Joseph. Maybe we give up a second and something more for Patrick Peterson. But, um, you know, all in all, you know, I think Brett Beach saw this year as, uh, you know, this is going to be, you know, just kind of a rebuilding year. But as we've learned, you know, this is a Super Bowl caliber team. And regardless, I think we really need to go out there and we need to pull the trigger. Um, you know, the defense played their hearts out tonight. Breland speaks, you know, God bless him. You know, hopefully he uh, continues to develop. But, man, that was a huge play there, giving up that touchdown there at the end. And, uh, you know, I really do think that we need to pull the trigger, give up one of those second-round picks, maybe give up a third and a fourth, and try to make some things happen on this defense so that we can uh, really continue to chase it and try to get that home field advantage so we don't have to go back to Foxborough this year in the playoffs. Hey, great phone call, man. We appreciate it. Thanks again for coming out to that party, man. How come we didn't get invited to that party, Pete? I mean, we, you know, we had to be here. Oh, that's right. My that's, bad. In this lovely um, radio station. That's anyway, right. <laughs> he made he made a he made he makes a good point, and 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 here's here's what it comes down to. Time is so fleeting in the NFL, right? So, to to his point, I think for sure Brett Veach was eyeing 2019 as the year for the Chiefs, right? So, my thought. And, and and embracing that is okay that you had this original plan because you thought maybe Patrick Mahomes would need a year to develop. You'd say, okay, 2019 is our year. He didn't need that time. He's he's ready now. He's ready now to go for the Super Bowl. The listen, NFL is such a different league than it was 10 years ago. Listen to me when I say this. When it comes to the Chiefs offense, the Chiefs have a world championship offense. That means that you should be going for it this year. The trading deadline is October 30th. I don't know what you have to do. If the Chiefs were making a move for Earl Thomas, reports came through that they were moving around money so that they could do that. You do everything in your power to surround this offense that just put 40 points on Bill Belichick's team in Foxborough. You do whatever it takes at this point to surround it with a defense, not that's perfect, but a passable defense that could manage to, to propel this team in the playoffs 
to playing Atlanta in February because that's what you have, and time is so fleeting. You don't know if the offense is going to be just like this next year. There are no guarantees. Go for the championship now. Joining us right now from the drive, Brad Fanning. You hear him weekday afternoons right here on 610 Sports Radio. Brad, you survived that one? Wicked. It was amazing. What? And I mean, what, what a great game. I mean, what an amazing game. I said 49-42 Chiefs on Friday. That was my prediction. And I was half joking, to be honest with you. But 40-40, holy smokes. And, and guys, I don't, you know, this might sound a little bit crazy. I think we had a better quarterback tonight, too. I think Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tom Brady tonight. Uh, I can't. First half, I would give it to Brady. Second half, I would give it to, yeah. to Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, that says a hell of a lot about Pat Mahomes, whatever they decided, because yeah. that first half was putrid. That second half, yeah. whatever they did, and, Brad, that third quarter, that was the best quarter yeah. of football completely, all things considered, that the Chiefs have yeah. played this uh, this season. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I, I think Mahomes was a little bit amped up coming out of there. You know, we, we talked about his composure and how sort of ahead of the curve he is and his pedigree and all that. But you could tell he was a little bit amped up because that incompletion to Kareem Hunt, you know, that should have been a touchdown right out of the gate for the Chiefs. And I knew, and I, you know, I, I tweeted it. And I was catching some heat for it because it was a simpleton tweet. But the fact of the matter was we were getting threes and they were getting sevens, and that wasn't going to hold up. But the fact that Mahomes brought him back, you know, and, and he knew that's exactly what he's going to have to do because of the defensive issues. I mean, when you're, when you're playing with Josh Shaw and Leon McQuay as your third and fourth safeties tonight, no offense to those guys, but, man, you're down. I mean, I mean, the Patriots get 10 days to get ready for this game. It's in New England, and the Chiefs don't have Justin Houston. <laughs> they don't have a bunch of, uh, of key guys. Eric Murray's out. Obviously, Eric Berry's out. I mean, you knew that, that, that no matter what Bob Sutton tried to scheme up, I mean, you knew the Patriots were going to score on this defense, man. And so the fact that the Chiefs were down 24-9, to took the lead, got this thing tied at 40 on the road to New England was unbelievable to me. I mean, I, you know, Baker was texting him, and he's pissed at the defense. They can't tackle. They can't do this. And I understand where he's coming from, but it kind of is what it is right now. Unless the Chiefs decide to go out, and I heard you talking about this, Pete, decide to go out and make a move or two and do it before the deadline, this is pretty much what we got, you know? Yeah, and I agree, and I hope that they do. I hope they at least consider that. I'm talking to Brad Fanning of the Drive 2-6 to six on weekdays your partner in crime carrington harrison tweets out a poll instantly after the touchdown to hill in the back left of the end zone did you yeah. think that that pass was intended for kareem hunt or tyreek hill behind him i don't know that's a really good question um no one mahomes i'm gonna say it was for hill i'm gonna say he with his, with his super hero you know vision that he has that that was for hill but to be honest with you man i don't care it was a touchdown right <laughs> i don't care i mean i mean, Considering, considering that he missed Hunt early when he when when I bet you nine out of ten times or ten out of ten times he hit he makes that touchdown pass that was kind of a makeup that's kind of the way I viewed it Pete what do you got guys uh, what do you guys got coming up tomorrow on the drive well we got the Monday morning linebacker that's actually in the afternoon I don't know why we call it that I think Sean Barber calls it that <laughs> but it's funny so we keep going with it and it, and it irritates people too which is another reason we like it but uh, Joe Mays and Sean Barber will be in studio for now in the three o'clock love that. Um, really getting down and, 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 and trying to explain what happened uh, in the game tonight. So it'll be a lot of fun. I, I can't, I'm probably not going to be able to go to sleep tonight for a while because there's a million things swimming around in my head in this game. Um, but I, I heard what you were talking about, Dean. I think, I think you're right on. And I, and I was saying this too earlier in the season. I think the target date was for next year for this team. I think that's why you draft all those defensive guys this year. So you got everybody ready to go and you're locked and loaded next year. I don't think they expected the offense to be this good. I think we knew it would be good. And I think they knew it would be good, but you're right. I mean, you have a championship-caliber offense right now, and you got a defense that is 
not only is it banged up, but it lacks talent and it's got some holes, man. So I'll be curious to see what Beach does because the one thing he went out to do in the offseason, he went out there to try to get to shore up that run defense, and that hasn't worked either. No. You know, I mean, you can run all over the Chiefs. So the next couple of weeks might be the most two interesting weeks of the season. Brad, appreciate it, man. Take care. All right, fellas. See you. Brad Fanning, listen to him and uh, Carrington tomorrow on the drive from 2 until 6 here on 610 Sports Radio. They'll have uh, Sean Barber in studio, Barber and Mays. I think Barber knows a thing or two about being on a team that can score a ton of points, but just, just, a, just a few points shy from time to time. It's one of these things where it is a, you know, it's a game that's 43 to 40, right? Yes. Patrick Mahomes in the offense essentially said, in this version of the NFL, we belong here. Now, this is the figurative message to Brett Veach that says, okay, your move. Like, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. this defense? Because – you don't want to waste what this offense offers. I mean, and I, and I say the thing about the time. I mean, there's no guarantees that you don't know what happens in an offseason. Like, what you know, you don't know what happens to a Tyreek Hill, a Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey year older. You don't, you don't necessarily get that each and every year. I mean, you look at the talent. You talk about quarterbacks. You look at the talent of Drew Brees. Look and, at the Eagles. And Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's, a, that's another great point. But you look at an Aaron Rodgers, a, 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 a Drew Brees. Look at Tom Brady. These guys are so talented. They don't win the Super Bowl every year. The right things have, have to happen, and here you have a chance. You have a chance, and now it's Brett Veach. Your move, Brett Veach. What are you going to do? Because obviously something needs to be done about the defense. Let's go right back to the phones, 576-7610. Let's talk to our man, Chester. What's up, Chester? Thanks for calling, man. Yes, sir. This is the first loss on the road, prime time. How many did they win against contenders on the road before this first loss? This right here is playing against people that have been there. It's just like a high tower. Not only he's a player, but they got high tower experience. It's just like David. David was young, but Goliath was a warrior from his youth. And so when you put those two together, you've got the what? Portfolio resume. There'll be times where this will be turned around. There'll be a time where it'll be our time. There'll be a time where you learn from this. And what do you surround around the nucleus that's already there? Even Jesus had 12 disciples. He lost one. But they quickly replaced that one that they lost, and discipleship went into apostleship. Then they went all the way. And see, this is what it's all about. It's what you not only learn from, and, and, and you get your portfolio resume learning from that. We've got a great organizational coaching and different things. They know what to do and how to do. It's just doing it, and it's just a matter of time. And then when it comes, he says, I was on that watch. I watched them learn from when they didn't make it. Now they know what to do, what not to do, but it's what you surround that nucleus that's already in place. Some teams are two or three players away. <laughs> and then some players need a total major overhaul. But we've got a nucleus that we add on to it. Look out now. When our time comes, now's our time to go all the way. God bless you. We need more biblical references on this show. We really need more. we got to get that. him some, some church music. We do. Hey, that uh, touchdown you referenced with, uh, with Brad, there's a poll. If you follow Carrington on Twitter, he put up a poll question, got over 1,000 votes already. Who was well, Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to? We'll retweet it on Arrowhead Pride. So if you go to the Arrowhead Pride, there you go. Account, we'll get it. Who was this to? Second and 10. Mahomes in the end zone. Hill for the touchdown. Fool me once. 
Check that. That was the second. That was the first touchdown. This is the second. There's too many touchdowns to deal with. I, I have to get them there. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one. Back into the This was really funny. Our producer, Chris, says for sure it was Kareem Hunt. I watched it again. Yeah. I think for sure it was Tyreek Hill. I think for sure it was Hill, too. I think he's – I mean, it, it, when, it, I don't know. I have no idea what it was. It was totally to, to Kareem. Chris, you are – It was overthrown. He, no, he dropped it in there because he saw Cheetah coming by. He's not that good. Look, we love Mahomes a lot. Mahomes ain't that good. <laughs> Back to the phones we go. Fred in Overland Park, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Well, I hate to say that I said it so. Okay, actually, I do like saying it. What you saw here is what I've been saying all year. We can sit here and be Chiefs fans like we are every damn year. We have a good offense. We can get all giddy and giddy. We saw what a playoff game is going to look like and we're going to be one and done. Like the last caller said, I don't care what the Chiefs have to do. I don't care if we give up a first-round pick. If we don't get some sort of pass rush, because right now we couldn't sack Shawnee Mission West quarterback in a playoff game. We better do something, or else this is exactly what the first playoff game, one and done, is going to look like again for the Chiefs. I don't care if Chiefs fans have to donate money to get us a pass rusher. Go fund me, stuff. Go fund me for a, for a, a linebacker. <laughs> hey, Fred. This has happened to Chiefs. Seriously, you can go back to the Joe Montana days where we didn't actually have a real receiver and we would have won them. We can go back to the Dick Vermeil teams. The defense wasn't good enough. I'm just saying let's learn from the Royals that we're right knocking on that World Series door, made some moves, not only went one year and almost won, they won the next year. Let me let me ask so you, Fred, Fred, out. Fred, let me ask you this. Are they a Patrick Peterson away from being a top 15 defense? Are they a pass rusher it, away from being a top 15 defense? Well, it could be because, I mean, just think of a couple more opportunities tonight. The game goes the other way. I don't even want to get into the stupid NFL rules where the defenders are scared to death even to tackle a damn quarterback. So that's another issue. But, yes, if we would have had a high tower on our team, I think it would have been different. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um Again, the reason I, I I ask this, and we're going to hear from Andy Reid on that missed tackle here in just a second. Yeah, because if you add, if you got to make a trade like Fred wants to, and no no one out there, I, I I don't believe anybody out there thinks this is a defense good enough to be a championship caliber defense along with that offense. You know, but you add one person, does that change? Like if they add, Patrick, you don't need to. But but the, that's the point. But the thing, Mike, you don't need to be one. On defense. No, you need to be 15. 15. 15 is fine. 20 may be okay. But if you add, pick a player, all right? You're not getting Khalil Mack. 
But if you had a player of Patrick Peterson's... Or would it, it would have been Earl Thomas. The Chiefs were actually in... Say, let's say Earl Thomas didn't break his leg. Does Earl Thomas, a healthy Earl Thomas, or does Pat Peterson automatically make you the worst... From taking from being the worst defense in the NFL to a top 20 defense? One guy in, in week eight ain't going to do it. All right? You need you need your guys. You got to do something because you you can't just write the year off and lose mm-hmm. like this in the playoffs. You unless they really believe Eric Berry is coming back healthy and Justin Houston is coming back healthy, and unless you really believe that, you have to do something. But one guy, and you're not going to make four trades. This is not Major League Baseball. This isn't the NBA. Right. You make a trade, and that's on the high end in the National Football League. So one guy isn't going to change a lot unless you had a Khalil Mack. Or you add somebody, you know, if you bring back Neil Smith, the, the one guy's not going to make a big difference. The one one guy who had a huge impact on this game was Breland Speaks. If you really think about it, that that on the other side should have been D Ford. If Justin Houston's healthy, mm-hmm. Speaks lets Tom Brady to go and end up scoring the four-yard touchdown, and Andy Reid uh, commented about that after the game. The season, the objective is to get better for that next week. And, and so that's uh, that's what we've got to do. What, what did Breland say about the sack that looked like he almost had uh, Tom Brady down there right at the end? And then just... yeah, he, got, he got out of it. You know, um, I don't think Breland's going to miss many of those, but Tom's a big, strong guy, and he, uh, he got himself out of it, um, you know, and made a play. I don't think Breland speaks. Tom's a big, strong guy. I don't think if you ask Breland speaks without the microphones and cameras looking, I don't think they're going to tell you, oh, hey, by the way, Tom's a big, strong guy. He's a freaking linebacker. Thanks to our friends at uh, 41 Action News for the sound there. He's a freaking linebacker. He's supposed to take him down. Tom's a big, strong. No, Ben Roethlisberger is a big, strong guy. Here's what you heard. Tom Brady's 45 years old. Andy Reid is the type of head coach that will rarely, rarely air out – problems in public he was defending his guy there he's not going to say Breland Speaks should have had that tackle a hundred percent Breland Speaks should not be letting Tom Brady go right, right. there it's the and, rule and we were talking about it a little bit I thought that particular your particular play was a little bit more of the rule than like if I'm a pass rusher in this league as soon as I think the ball is gone yeah. you have to stop you can't the rule is influencing the play because if that's a personal foul, you're definitely going to score a touchdown. So it's almost the same thing. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm a little. Confused. I would love to hear Speaks on that. Yeah, I don't. I, I'll bet Reed you, right there. I mean, you're not going to get anything from Reed right there. Breland Speaks is not going to say, "Well, I had him, but he's a big, strong guy." That is bull. Third and goal. Brady under pressure. A flag is down in the end zone, and Tom gets into the end zone pending the call. Well, you see Brady get a lot of touchdowns on runs, but they're all from the one-yard line, almost never from the four. Al Michaels on NBC. Dan and KCK, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mike. I beat. Even though the Chiefs fell short tonight, I'm so proud of the way they came back on the on the home second interception. If they scored a touchdown, I think we win that game. But uh, let's take care of the Bengals. I think the Bob Sutton's defense will come together, but they just got to, you know, start blitzing more, and I think they'll be okay. Take care, guys. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it, as always. Let's go to Des Moines and talk to Kyle next up. Kyle, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Yeah, uh, hello there. Do you believe in moral hey, we victories? The, uh, game the OP in Des Moines. Oh, okay. Was the watch party at the OP in Overland? Yes, it was. Hey, well, cheers to that. Cheers. 
Um, I wanted to just make a couple quick comments. When Earl Thomas was giving the bird to his uh, sideline when he was getting carted off, I was giving the bird back to him because he would have been a fantastic Kansas City player, <laughs> especially if uh, especially if Eric Berry came back in his full, full form. Could you imagine that? And uh, I, also just something to comment on, was this a good loss tonight? That's the debate I think Chiefs fans are having, Kyle, is do you feel good about that loss knowing you went into Foxborough and you battled on the biggest stage, you overcame what was it, 24-9 to at halftime, the offense couldn't get in the end zone, you're trading field goals, you overcame that, you bounced back, you had a second-half lead at Belichick, at Brady, but then again you gave up 500 yards of offense and couldn't get the big stop at the very end after that amazing touchdown by Tyreek Hill. It's like statistics, right? So you, I you look at this game and there are definitely good things to take away. When it's like a qualifier. When the other team scores 43 points in an NFL game, under no circumstances can that <laughs> qualify for a good loss. There are some good things to take away because mm-hmm. you found out that Patrick Mahomes can be there in a big spot. That had a playoff feel. And he didn't really flinch. I mean, he made some mistakes, but he was in the game at the end. I mean, that pass to Tyreek Hill, that connection of Mahomes to Hill, that's a that's that could be a thing that, you know, what did you talk about? Peyton Manning and, like, Marvin Harrison. You know what I mean? Or Tom Brady back in the day with, like, a Wes Welker. Like, to me, that could be that type of connection. You found a lot of good things. But under no circumstances is a 43-40 to 40 loss ever going to be a good loss. A good loss is when you play your hearts out and maybe it's under 30 points. Like, you got to be under 30 points. This one was amazing. This one, as soon as Tyreek caught the ball. Uh, oh, by the way, before we do that, I want to remind you, you're listening to uh, KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. As soon as Tyreek caught this ball and took two steps, everybody watching this game in Kansas City said, gone. From the 25 yard line. Shot going deep downfield, wide open again is Hill. Inside the 30. Hill down the sideline. Hill all the way. Touchdown, Kansas City, 75 yards. That whole drive took 12 seconds. A lot of people probably thought, wait, 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 wait. We scored too quick because of the speed, because of the ability. You know, you joke about that, but that was a huge thing here. Yes. You left a lot of time on. 250. I, I, you, you've seen Tom Brady in how many Super Bowls now? Whenever he's been down, which has been a couple times, he lost mm-hmm. the, the Eagles and twice to the Giants. At the end of the Super Bowl, you're like, did they just leave too much time for Tom Brady? Yeah. It's, a, it's a real thing. And was it great that the Chiefs could score, score that quick? Yeah, but you did leave a good amount of time on the clock. It was Tom Brady talking about Showtime making those big plays. Big ones. Made a lot of big ones. The one at the end to uh, Tyreek was a great throw. And he had some other great throws. So tough to slow those guys down. They've been scoring a lot of points all year. They're going to be pretty tough to stop. So glad uh, glad we had our last shot and glad we took advantage of it. Got the ball back with about two minutes and 50 seconds. Went down the field. There was the big play to Rob Gronkowski that was wide open. And then the game winner from Gaskowski, 43-40. Let's talk to Jake next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Jake? Fellows, 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 you talk about how this may not be a game that's one that's uh, a positive uh, overall as a good loss. I would agree with that statement, but I would also agree that, you know what, there's a couple things to take away from it. We Everybody in this Kansas City area knew that the Chiefs were not going to go 16-0. and right. So when you look on it and you're comparing, you know, everybody's circling the Rams game in Mexico. That's going to be the game that's going to be a big difference. Everybody was over kind of, over kind of looking at this game tonight, expecting the Chiefs going there and dominating Foxborough. 
But again, wait, 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 wait. Who was expecting the Chiefs to go into Foxborough and oh, dominate? Oh man, you didn't see, you didn't see, the, you didn't see, you know, the the the, the sea of red trolling across the social media. This <laughs> oh man, I'm all, I'm all over Chiefs social media, man. I didn't see down. anybody getting saying they're going to go oh. in and dominate Brady. Maybe maybe you guys across across the the the, the state line didn't get that, but over here on the on the on the west side of the state line is, is, is a little bit different. <laughs> I I did not. Hey, I got to get uh, somebody up on the 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 podium here, Jake. Appreciate you you getting in. I didn't see anybody claiming. Oh, don't worry, we're going to go in and dominate uh, the uh, the Patriots. If you want to hang, Jake, we got to get to Patrick Mahomes at the podium right now. Just in the two minute drill, uh, we were rolling. I just got a little too greedy. Uh, I, I thought I could throw it a little higher and Kels could go get it. And I kind of got hit as I threw and I just left it short. And in those situations, it's kind of a him or nobody. And I just have to learn from that and know that if I'm going to try to make that throw and make it either Kels can catch it or nobody else. As the game went on, how did you figure out some of the pressure looks that they were giving you? Yeah, I mean, they, they had a good game plan. Uh, they threw a lot of pressure at us, a lot of different stuff. And I just I just tried to stay within myself. Uh, early, mm-hmm. I, I missed some throws, even when there was pressure that we could have scored on. And I felt like as the game went on, I just kept m- making the reads and throwing the ball. And I was started connecting on the, the ones later. Patrick, what does a team learn about itself in a loss like this versus saying easy win? Oh, you learn a ton. I mean, you, first off, you're playing a, a great opponent in a great atmosphere. And so just to be able to go against the best, I mean, you, you want to compete against them every single day. And we got down, put ourselves in a huge hole. And I, I'm just proud of my team on how we fought to get back in the game. And uh, we had the lead at one point, and we ended up not coming out with the win. But just that fight, I mean, it's something you can carry on and to the rest of this season. Even with a loss, I mean, at times, is this more valuable than, say, an easy win. I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to win. Uh, I mean, as a competitor, you want to win every single week. But, I mean, you learn from everything in this league. You learn from every experience that you have. I mean, you're not going to win every single game. And so, for us, I mean, we're going to take uh, the things that we did in that second half to kind of get us back into it and kind of keep that stuff going as the season goes on. Pat, the uh, short touchdown to Tyreek, the one right after the long kickoff mm-hmm. return. Uh, was that for Tyreek or was that for uh, Kareem? Yeah, b- both uh, kind of yeah I'm, I'm a magician never reveals his tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. With the, with the emotions of tying the game, seeing the two-minute sort of play happen that they convert, describe your emotions on the sideline just- and then seeing the mutual respect you have with Brady after the game. Yeah, I mean, you have the ultimate respect for for uh, Tom and everything that he he did that this game and his whole entire career. I mean, he's had this success in this league because he's, he's won games with last-minute drives like that. And uh, for us, I mean, you just have to find a way uh, to win games like this. If you want to get to where you want to get to, you have to win games uh, that are going to be tight and they're going to be against really good oppon- opponents. All right, my favorite line from Patrick Mahomes ever when asked about the touchdown pass that went between Hill and Hunt that Tyreek grabbed. A magician never reveals his tricks. So we're never going to know? Maybe we're never going to know? Maybe in the 30 for 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 20 40. want to get Jake back up here real quick. Hey, Jake, appreciate it, man. We wanted to get uh, Showtime up there. You know what? I mean, when it comes between me and Showtime, I mean, I guess I'll let you guys. <laughs> like like Jake, <laughs> and, Jake and Holton means ratings, but Pat Mahomes might mean a few more. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what, guys? I actually work for radio up in Hiawatha, so you know I completely understand where ratings <laughs> matter. So I totally understand. No, but the, the main point I wanted to get to, you know, a caller hit on it earlier. He said he didn't want to talk about it, you know. But but that breathing speech play, I think, was, was a lot more a lot a lot more uh, deciding the, the finish of this game than, than I think people want to give it credit for. And I think it is the fact that you know you're having defensive ends. I've seen Clay Matthews the first three weeks of the season have big time hits on a quarterback that were not really late hits or any way, or any way of leading his whole body weight on the quarterback, but still getting called. So that's making defensive ends, linebackers, and safeties whenever they blitz, that they got to be a little bit careful. And I think Speaks probably thought that the ball was gone, and I think that he let go for that, for that particular reason. And as a result of that, on third and goal from the five, the Patriots score a touchdown instead of being forced to kick a field goal, which then, you know, I mean, you could play all the different scenarios there from, from there on out. But the fact is that rule changes in football have adjusted the way the game is forced to be played therein lies always benefiting the offense especially this season i think uh, the, 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 the defensive side of the football is getting you know it's, it's harder and harder to play defense and with a team like the chiefs that struggle enough as it is you don't need the nfl's you know big big hats up at the top telling you how to play defense and how to not do this and not do that for a team that struggles enough these rule changes are really hurting the team just like the chiefs that are you know the 27th ranked defense or, or whatever they are in the league. I don't know. They're third. They're they're thirty second. They're 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 dead last, Jake. And thanks for the phone call. And it's not just that. There's no such thing as a dominant defense in the NFL that can change games. Minnesota's not as good as that we thought they'd be. Jacksonville had forty hung on them today by the Dallas flipping Cowboys. Down dominant defenses. It's over with the way the league is structured, and that's why D Ford's name comes up about getting paid. Man, I'm not giving big contracts to defensive players anymore not to the league changes its rules well you can think about it the other way too whereas your it's defensive players are so hard to find that you may have to play a guy like d4 too you know what i mean mm-hmm. adam teicher of espn came through with a tweet breland speaks said he thought tom brady had already thrown the ball as a reason they didn't try to sack brady on the qb's fourth quarter touchdown run and you think about that a lot right so we do this radio show what if one day all of a sudden randomly someone said to us okay you can no longer say words that begin with e and like you had to think about that constantly. It would change a lot of the yeah. of what you did. You, what you did, like let's say that was ruled out. I mean, it would change the entire game for you. So I think that's probably what a lot of people uh, in the NFL are, are are dealing with right now. Especially the pass rushers. Pass rushers were taught how to play for their entire career a certain way, and now they have this veil always in the back of their mind that says, "Okay, I have to always be thinking about this." So he thought Tom Brady threw the ball and didn't want a personal foul. And I can't even blame him. I can't even blame them. Yeah, I, it's 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 just the way that the game is called now. You, it, it's in their head. It influences the way guys tackle. J, uh, Jake, thanks for your phone call, man. We appreciate it. Let's go out to Anaheim. Talk to our guy Reggie. What's up, Reggie? What's going on, bro? Hey, real quick, I just want to give a quick shout out to my girlfriend because she she told me to say it on the radio. All right. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh my God, the brownie points! I could just hear them coming <laughs> through the phone. You, know, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Right? I understand. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, real quick though, on the real speech uh, speech play, uh, there was a holding in the end zone, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, yes. even if he had sacked Brady, that the, there would have been a defensive holding, which would have put the ball first and goal at the, like the one yard line. So, I mean, it, they probably still even get in um, even after that play, but. You know, that, that sucked tonight. But uh, also, you know, now we're starting to see while having a 32nd-ranked defense 
how that really starts to affect you. And yes, we got some, you know, some injuries, but man, we, we still can't stop the run. Yeah. And, and that to me is, uh, the biggest problem that I put on Bob Sutton and I put on Brett Veach is we went all defense in the draft, bro, and we still can't stop the run on first down. I think teams are getting at least five yards a pop every time they turn around and hand the ball to the running back. So that that part is a bit concerning. And then the last thing is, um, you know, it was it was a good win to come from behind and make it a game. Uh, but the two things that killed us is Mahomes on that on that first drive, man. He missed two touchdowns for sure overthrows and then uh that three and out before we scored on that uh, second to last drive that also hurt us because we weren't able to uh to, to eat some time off the clock and, and at least get a field goal so i mean growing pains but all in all i'm still happy with the squad but the, the defense still sucks and, and that part can't be overstated all right man hey thanks reggie and, as always and, and to reggie's point you have to examine this team and i know again i i expect it bob sutton is going to get a lot of this blame but if you really look at brett veach like what did he really do to, for this team brought sammy watkins here he hasn't really been that productive that offense for the most part is john dorsey draft picks i know he had a hand in drafting patrick mahomes but john dorsey made the made the trade and signed and, david and emerson and made the pick right and <laughs> <laughs> he he brought on he brought on and in his words not mine the dynamic duo of Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens and Terrence Smith is playing more at least last game but depending on the snaps Terrence Smith is playing more than Reggie Ragland is at this point and they drafted Breland Speaks who I mean in the second round is he really a three down player no you would have certainly preferred that D Ford and Justin Houston be the guys tonight so when as you're thinking about saying fire Bob Sutton fire Bob Sutton. Remember that the Chiefs' offense came mainly from Dorsey. Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill were Dorsey picks. Patrick Mahomes was a Dorsey pick. Dorsey built most of that offensive line. Sammy Watkins was what the, it was a part of the offensive line that that Veach, or I'm sorry, that a part of the offense that Veach brought, and he really hasn't been all that productive. So there's a lot of blame to go around. Granted, the scheme's not great, and, and we're seeing that. But there's no one, no one is, no one can tackle on this team, especially when it comes to tackling running backs. And I think Veach deserves a lot of that blame too. Here's what you have, and we've been saying it all show. You have an offense that can go far in the playoffs. you got to see what they can surround them with now when it comes to the defensive side of the football. Needed stops late. Needed that a, a big stop. Did not need this. First down, 50 seconds. Brady deep down the sideline. He goes for Gronkowski. He has it. Josh Short takes him down, but the ball is inside the 10-yard line. And they can milk that clock all the way down now after a 40-yard game. 576-7610, the phone number, NBC. Al Michaels on the play-by-play. We'll get to more of your phone calls. Logan, you're going to be our leadoff hitter coming up. Just a short two-minute break. If you want to jump in line, we have lines open. Chiefs lose 43-40 at the buzzer. They fall to the Patriots. We'll get to more of your phone calls coming up. And Gusowski will try to send everybody home. Which he does. What a game. What a game. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. At the one yard line, Smith, Draymond Smith, 
Oh, good run back. Smith staying in bounds. And Tremont Smith is going to take this one all the way inside the five-yard line. Skirting the sideline, Devin McCourty saves the touchdown for the moment. That was right in front of the Kansas City bench. He was able to remain in bounds. And this is a guy who has the job because DeAnthony Thomas is hurt on injury reserve. And the rookie out of Central Arkansas, sixth-round draft choice with a huge play. 7th Street Casino, Arrowhead Pride postgame show. ArrowheadPride.com, editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney. I'm Mike Wickett. We're taking your phone calls. Chiefs lose that call on NBC. Uh, Michael's 43-40, the final. Chiefs get their first loss of the of the year, now 5-1. and one. Uh, They'll take on the Bengals back at Arrowhead. We'll be doing this about seven days from right now. Exactly this. Uh, meanwhile, Tom Brady win number 200 of his National Football League career. Mahomes lost number one. Uh, as you noted before. Uh, right back to the phones. Uh, Logan, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for your patience, Logan. Yeah, thank you, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Nah, you know, not too bad. Not Partying. too bad. Partying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, th- this defense, is it's really the only thing on my mind. You know, we're down four safeties. Uh, I, I don't think Watts is going to come back this year because I think we're going to uh, take back Sorensen and Hey, Logan, can I interrupt real quick? You just said something profound. The Chiefs are down four safeties. Like yeah. that, most teams don't play four safeties. The Chiefs are down four safeties. Go ahead, Logan. That's a profound statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Watts, Watts was showing some. Uh, he was showing some promise, and then he got hurt. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a groin, uh, a groin injury. I don't think he's going to be coming back off of, off of IR because we're going to take Swordson off of there, and probably Tardif later in the season if he can come back. And uh, you know, Jalen uh, Collins. I, I think he was. I think he played on the Falcons. I, I think. I think he was a pretty uh, exceptional corner for the Falcons. He has suspended ten games though. But is it worth it to go to trade for somebody other than a corner? Or yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Trade for somebody other than a corner, and then sign him whenever he's not suspended. Do you think that's worth it? Sounds like a pretty defense? sounds like a pretty big gamble, Pete. There, there's a there's some different options here. It's just we don't have all the data. If Eric Berry's really coming back at some point this year, I think it needs to be sooner rather than later. I mean, if he's able to play this year, then play him. I mean, can that, can that, that defense beat Cincinnati next week at Arrowhead? I I would think so. I mean, you had a Chiefs team that beat the Steelers. The Steelers, were, I mean, you don't like to play rock paper scissors like this often, but the Steelers were able to beat the Bengals so reasonably. You'd think that the Chiefs could muster up a way to defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. But if you don't think the Bengals' offense is going to have a way with the Chiefs' defense, you know, you haven't watched the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about that. And, I, again, I think it's different when you're at home. I think you saw that a little bit in New England tonight. There weren't a ton of penalties that went New England's way. Sometimes you get those calls at home, whereas you wouldn't uh, otherwise. But, yeah, I mean, you go into this game, how could you have any confidence if you're that Chiefs' defense right now? I mean, you could talk about it all you want. I mean, Reggie Ragland has taken the mic, and I like Reggie Ragland a lot. But if he stands in that locker room and says, we don't care about the outside noise – where we just know what we are as a defense. Well, what are you? You just let up 43 points. I mean, I, I to, to me, do they have enough solid players on this team to turn it around? It's just hard for me to believe that. Well, the covering football for a long, long time, um, th- this is a very simplified statement. And, Logan, thank you for your phone call because you've got us talking about this. Guys are backups for a reason. You know, the guys are your second and your third string guys for a reason. If they truly believe Sorensen's going to come back and play at an NFL level, 
if they truly believe Eric Berry is going to come back, if they truly believe that Justin Houston is going to come back and play not the Justin Houston from two years ago, three years ago, but if they truly believe that, then you're actually adding, air quote, three free agents or three acquisitions. And then if you add that fourth piece, now you're talking about adding four better players to this system, and we don't see some of the players we have to see right now. It's a big if. There's a lot that's there. I mean, too, if so say you get enter Eric Berry and Danny Sorensen back in the mix, suddenly Ron Parker has to have something to do, right? And he's played a little bit of cornerback. Josh Shaw has played a little bit of cornerback and safety. Mm-hmm. So you have some different options there. It's a lot of but the, when it comes down to it, a lot of it as you watch this this defense, it's as simple as tackling. It just is like a tackling issue and it's with everybody. And I I mean, does it have a little bit to do with the new NFL? I guess so, a little bit. But at the same time, they can't it, tackle. It's it almost is like they Bob Sutton has to go in there on Monday and hit the reset button and say we're just going to learn the basics again. I think sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say we got to start from the beginning, and it's with tackling. I mean, up the middle, they're just they're so weak. Xavier Xavier Williams wasn't an option, so now Derek Naughty is at nose tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, and the dynamic new duo that Brett Veach called Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland, they just got to play better. I mean, they were brought here because. They have the talent to play well. They just need to play better. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's go to uh, Baltimore. We are global based on our phone bank here. Uh, All over the place. Baltimore. Ed, you're next up. What's up, Ed? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Uh, how are you doing, Ed? It's more important. I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, I'm not a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. I am from Baltimore, but, you know, I got family back in Kansas City who are, so you guys are my second team. Um I listen to you guys pretty religiously when I'm not listening to 98 Rock Baltimore. But anyway, let's get to it. So I want to touch on. Uh, <laughs> I noticed you guys. Uh, I noticed you guys said there's no more really dominant defenses. You know, you can't really carry a team like that in the NFL. Well, over here on the East Coast, so far quietly, you know, we haven't allowed a touchdown in the second half of the season. Only 12 points. They're giving up 15 points a game. That's number one in scoring defense. Now, I know you guys are rumored for Patrick Peterson on a trading block. But if you look over in Baltimore, we're deep on the defensive line, deep in the secondary. Guys like Brandon Carr, who you've had, maybe didn't pan out. Dude's playing like a number one cornerback right now. We got people. I mean, you guys got offensive line. We could use that. Uh, something that I see from afar also, I see a lot of people talking about Bob Sutton. They're calling for Bob Sutton. I mean, let's be honest, man. <laughs> you can only do so much with what you have on the field. Agreed. You know what I mean? If Bob, I mean, Bob Sutton, I, I mean – I noticed tonight you guys try to play man, somebody gets burnt. You know what I mean? If you play man, if you if you if you're only rushing three and dropping eight, right? I mean, how Brady had time to drink a cup of tea, read you know, read the Kansas City Star. Like I mean, like I noticed the last caller was talking about playing weak up the middle. You guys look pretty soft up the middle. If it wasn't for Chris Jones and if D Ford's not hitting home, you guys are in trouble. So I mean, if I were the Chiefs, I mean, I know Bob Sutton's not the most exotic. I mean, we used to have Rex Ryan. He would call it organized chaos. You know, they'd be bringing up safeties. Everybody's moving pre-snap. I mean, I know you guys don't have the linebackers and the defensive front to do that with Eric Berry being out, being the leader of the secondary, getting you guys lined up in the right spot. But, I mean, what do you – What do you, you know, I know you guys are professionals at what you do. What do you guys see in the defense? I mean, like, what, what – do you think it's Bob Sutton or do you think it's a combination of – you know, who's out there on the field or his scheme. What do, you, what do you guys think? Thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. I'll let you go ahead and lead off with this because I have my theory. I think it's more of a personnel issue. 
to me, I mean, if you watched Collinsworth tonight as he's breaking down, you know, what the Chiefs were trying everything. They were trying all different kinds of things to get to Tom Brady, and they just simply could not. So to me, that, that to me is personnel. Like Bob Sutton is trying everything that he has, and Bob Sutton has had success. Like, he wouldn't be here with Andy Reid if he hasn't had success in the past. Like, that's the thing that that gets a little bit lost. And, like, Bob Sutton, it's always been fire Bob Sutton, fire Bob Sutton, fire Bob Sutton. I mean, I know he's not having the best year, but you traded away an all-pro cornerback. You've, you've filled, uh, you, you've, quote-unquote, fixed the run defense with guys who aren't stopping the run. I mean, whose fault? Is that Bob's fault? I, I go the other way because if you... It, it it's it's a combination, obviously. But I go the other way and lead more towards Bob because this scheme didn't just go from 12th this year because of injury and pieces to the bottom third or bottom five in the NFL. They've been bottom since Sutton's been there. And the ch- pieces have been changing, but you, getting better, getting worse, getting older, getting younger. You look at the two most expensive players or two of the most ex- expensive players on the team, and they barely have played together. Yeah. In Justin Houston and, and Eric Berry. I mean, I... I, to me, and then this is something I do like about Andy Reid. He he'll, he's very he it's very rare that he'll succumb to making excuses, and, and I I am I I believe in that, and, and I like that. And I I don't think Bob Sutton is a guy who's going to make excuses, but you look at what he's been having had to work with. D Ford is never healthy. Justin Houston's n- never completely healthy. Eric Berry, who the hell knows? He hasn't played in twenty plus games. That's your supposed supposedly supposed to be your best player. Daniel Sorensen was a surprise injury. The guys that you had to sh- you you got on board to shore up the run, Xavier Williams, Anthony Hitchens, and Reggie Ragland look like they can't do it. Like mm-hmm. Bobson is doing whatever he can with what he has. I- I'm not saying that he's completely without fault, but this is a bigger picture problem. Uh, by the way, to Ed and his Ravens, they are one. Two, they played six games. They're four and two. They beat one team with a winning record as of right now. So. Your de- your defense is damn good there, Ed. Mike. Mike, you're bringing the heat. But you're 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 beating the Titans. I can see and, the smoke coming out of your and ears. And you're beating the Broncos. And you're beating the Bills. You also lost to the Cleveland Browns. Twelve nine, Ed. Twelve <laughs> nine in an overtime game. Wow. Dominant defense. Uh, Tim in Montana, you're on six ten Sports Radio. Tim, hey, how's it going? What's up, Tim? Wake up, man! Come on. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right, so this is a kind of a two-part call. First part is uh, we we got to fix this defense. Second part is a call out to Eric Berry. Did we lose him? I wanted to know where that was. What just happened? Oh, did he? I didn't hear it. He did. Oh, dang it! I wanted to know where that call was going to go to. <laughs> he did the thing. I didn't hear that. All right, John in Newark. What are we doing? Where are the calls from Kansas City? We're going Baltimore <laughs> and Montana. This is an arrowhead. Mississippi to Philly, Albuquerque to Shattown. You guys are gro- are global. That's what it is. All right. John, you're on K. Uh, you're on six ten Sports Radio. What's up, guys? How hey, you doing? All right. Um, you know, watching the game tonight, and to me. Patrick Mahomes seems like a better passer on the move than what he does in the pocket. I agree with you. Hunt, you know, like, the one, I think it was the third quarter where he hit Kareem Hunt on the sideline all the way for a touchdown. I don't think that pass could have been any better. I think Mahomes rolls right and throws better than anybody 
not named Rodgers in the National Football League. I mean, this one was nuts. It was, he's right. Hands left, put it in the pocket. He's overthrowing, underthrowing. He gets on the run a little bit. He's perfect. Yeah, I, I, whatever, whatever it is. Jack. No, I was going to say, whatever it is, man, he enjoys rolling to his right and some to his left. I mean, the pure physical arm strength this kid has when he rolls to his left to throw back across his body. There was one play where uh, Collinsworth called him Gumby because <laughs> of the way his that body. That was the play, I believe. Was that the Because he was going one way. The yeah. body was going one way. This one in the, in the third quarter really changed the game. Third down, long two from the 33-yard line. Mahomes surveys, flushed out again. Chase down the sideline, getting free is Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt is able to get Kansas City right back into the game. Man, that was shades of last year here in the opener. 67 yards on a third and two. And NBC on the call, Al Michaels, play-by-play. All right, well, I'll just keep the globalization of this program going. Thanks to John in Delaware. And I'm going to go to Aaron in Dallas. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, you're continuing on with our worldwide production. You're on the air. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got two things to say. The first thing is um, don't don't defend Bob Sutton. He inherited a pretty good defense. I mean, every big game, Packers on prime time, Pittsburgh on prime time, Peyton Manning for years. Even when he had players, when big times happen, this dude always crumbles. I don't want to hear about it. And another thing I heard you discussing earlier was the Patrick Peterson. One player does make a difference on the defense. If we can get Patrick Peterson, that would make a huge difference because what that does is we do have pass rushers. That makes the quarterback at least have to go to one side of the field where we can shift Kendall Fuller, put Kendrick over there, have some fresh CBs in there, and hold the ball a little second longer. We're this close to sacking the quarterback. So that's what the difference is. And if Barry comes back, that helps on the run game a la Bob Sanders. So, Sutton needs to go. Andy's being loyal. I don't want to hear about, oh, you need the players. His scheme sucks. It sucks for years. We have to start admitting that. The players are out there going against the odds and making plays. Marcus Peters making plays freelancing. He's getting burned now. And other things are happening. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say, man. Just want to hear what y'all think about that. Aaron, thanks, man. Appreciate the phone call. I want to make it very clear. I, I'm not saying that Bob Sutton is without blame. But to, to make him the extreme scapegoat for all the problems that the Chiefs have on defense, I just think is completely unfair. Should Does he deserve to go after this year if, if this is how the defense performs? I think that's a conversation that has to be had. So just don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that he's without blame. All I'm saying is it shouldn't just stop with Bob Sutton. It's not completely Bob Sutton's fault. We'll get to more of your phone calls coming up. You can hear more from your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, as well. 43-40, the final score. Uh, the Chiefs take their first loss of the year. They fall at Foxborough in a shootout. We'll get to Zach and Ryan. Tuna, you're our leadoff hitter. Next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Five wide. Now they bring Hunt back into the backfield. Mahomes. And that one is going to be caught. For a touchdown by Tyreek Hill. Two receivers basically going into the same area. And the Kansas City Chiefs have their first lead since it was 3 to nothing. Short touchdown to Tyreek, the one right after the long kickoff mm-hmm. return. Uh, was that for Tyreek or was that for uh, Kareem? Yeah, both uh, yeah I'm, I'm a magician never reveals his tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. That is my favorite Patrick Mahomes 
drop that we're going to get all year. You know, in Texas Tech, we talked about all about this nickname thing that has taken over Kansas City. They called him the magician. Did they? Yeah. I mean, it just didn't stick. <laughs> Was obviously. it like Showtime the magician? So far now, recently, I've heard Cheat Code, the magician, obviously, in the mix. And, of course, now <laughs> Showtime. Uh, that's Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wickett. We're taking your calls, 4340. I don't think people are in a crushed mood. I think people are a little miffed at the defense, but I think there's some encouragement coming out. Not calling it a moral victory because nobody likes those, but to go there, do what they did with that team right. and that quarterback and that coach who all had 10 days to get ready for you, maybe it isn't such a, a, a kick to the nuts as that kind of a loss can be. But we want to get your reaction. 576-7610. Tuna, thanks for hanging. You're on the air. Hey, good evening here, gentlemen, from a nice cold and rainy Kansas City. Glad to bring it back home after the world tour here. I've been <laughs> yeah, to. Finally, we got a call from KC. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I just want to say I'm a, a uh, 25 year Chiefs fan, and I can tell you, it doesn't feel like a uh, a kick in the nads here. Now, this is a lot of exciting stuff to go on, and really, what I feel like we really need to be looking at right now is is leadership on the field and i think that you know fortunately with how patrick mahomes has played in these first six games i think we found that leader on offense that our defense can rally behind but i really feel like that right now we're feeling the loss of a guy like Derek johnson who had seen every single play being the heart and soul in the middle of that defense and not having eric berry on the field is only uh that problem but I think we go in, we come back, uh, you know, over two scores down in Foxborough. We got a lot to look forward to, and uh, I think we just need to give this team a little bit of patience because we've seen the defense has success before. I know we got our hopes high, but I say we just uh, hang on for the ride and have a lot of fun and just watch where this team goes in the future. Thanks for uh, taking my call here, gentlemen. Thank you, Tuna. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan and KC, you're next up on, on uh, 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I, I kind of like what he was saying a little bit right there, but let's look at it. I, I want to talk about the Eric Berry mystery here real quick. I know we could have freed up a roster spot if he was on IR or whatever. He's going to play. He's going to play. I thought he was going to play today. I thought he was going to play. This is going to be his big anniversary, and he was going to be the one little thing that fixed what happened tonight. But uh, But he didn't. So, He's obviously going to play at some point. Now, he's got that little high heel bone spur. Is it obvious? Foot. No, no, I don't know what's obvious. But here's the deal. Like, that, that's going to flare up one time. He's going to get a, a half. He's going to get one game in. They're going to save him for the playoffs. They're going to play him one time. And hopefully, maybe he plays one game. I mean, him hobbled is enough to stop Gronkowski, uh, you know. But that's going to flare up one time, and we might get one show out of him in the playoffs. Why aren't they doing a some kind of surgery right now. I heard the guy in med, you know, saying that, you know, surgery isn't going to happen. It doesn't happen. Can't they cut that bone spur out of his Achilles? So next year he's ready to rock. Or are we saving him for one time right now to play? Can we, we forget Sorensen, forget that we need Eric Berry in there. Is that going to happen? And are we going to get even one half out of him in a playoff game at a home field advantage? Are we going to get one half out of Eric Berry? Because I'm cool with that. I love the man, and he's going to be okay next year. But let's start surgery. Let's figure it out what's going to happen. I'm going to take it off the air. Thanks so much. Uh, go Chiefs. Hey, thank you for the phone call, Ryan. To the answer of can they just cut out the bone spur? Just amputate the leg. I have no idea how any of that works. I won't lie. I don't know how surgery would work, recovery time. I mean, 
at some point, someone's going to have to look at Eric Berry and everything he's overcome. And one side will say, yeah, he had that time off when he was recovering from cancer. But at some point, all these injuries are going to start to mount up, and you're going. You're not going to have the Eric Berry that you want out there. You're, I, you're going to have a shell of Eric Berry. Carrington Harrison, who's on here every week, uh, every day, two, two to six with the drive, pointed out the other day we're approaching thirty games right now. We're getting to. Mm. We're getting. We're getting close to thirty games that Eric Berry has now missed in a row. Thirty regular season games. Like that is a lot of games for yeah. you to just show up. As the last caller just described, play in the playoffs and be effective. If he's if it's going to take that long, is he really going to be the Eric Berry of old from thirty games ago? I, what are we? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> thirty. I mean, think about that. Thirty football games ago, you saw Eric Berry. Is he going to be the same player? No, you don't he, even. You don't know that. No, no. And that's why I think everybody has been putting this. That all Barry comes back, they're fine. Who knows what Barry is going to be? And what speed is Barry going to be? And how can Barry hit? Somebody compared him to Bob Sanders a few calls back. Is this Eric Barry going to be able to step up and stop the run like Bob Sanders did years ago? I mean, I feel like if Bob Sanders played 30 games ago, potentially, it feels like. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't... And, and I wouldn't put my eggs in that basket. It, it's just... I. You look at the defense, and you said goodbye to Tamba Ali. You said goodbye to Derek Johnson. You still wanted to play and be here. Would Derek Johnson be much worse than the tackling that you've seen now? Well, I mean, you know what I mean? And, and not to say that I – Can you correct these mistakes? I think they could be correctable. Like, I, I, a lot of it is just, like, basic tackling. It's, I know it sounds simple. I mean, granted, I, I've, ne- I've never been a, a coach or played in the National Football League, so I, I can't say that I have expertise, but from – my eye of being a reporter and what it looks like, doesn't it just look like, like, guys, finish the tackle? Like, is it, it doesn't seem that, that hard of a thing to do. It's not like they're not making contact with these players. Like, they're, 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 the uh, opposing players are breaking these tackles so easily. And it's like, why? Here's a D Ford. He was asked after the loss tonight in the locker room. He says that Pete Sweeney is right, that Thank these you. mistakes are, Thank in you, fact, Dave. correctable. Well, just getting off blocks. I felt like early on we really didn't get off blocks like we needed to, especially me myself. Just being gap sound um, and reading the keys. And uh, you got to play, especially at the end of the game, you got to play Simon football. Uh, they bring out the gadgets at the end of the game at a pivotal time of the game. When you really have to lock in. So just those little things. Cool. You feel like those are those are correctable things, though. Very cool. everything, everything that you know we're frustrated with, and that we know we need to get better, get better at, is very correctable. I didn't once hear him say we need to tackle. There was about getting off blocks. Well, D Ford is it. not the problem. D Ford is maybe the only thing that isn't the problem. I, I but you're you're probably right about that. I mean, it, it's it's so funny to watch when D4 gets pressure on the quarterback, and then you look at the other side, and there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing over there right now because there's no Justin Houston. But the the tackling is the thing right now. I mean, what was it last week when they played Jacksonville? And it was uh, was it was Tony Romo because it was the national game. It was Mahomes versus the Jags defense. And Tony Romo said, the Achilles heel of the Chiefs is tackling. Mm-hmm. If I'm a defensive football player and I hear that the, the the hardest thing and the most vulnerable spot on this team is our ability to simply tackle, I'm embarrassed. 
I'm embarrassed. It is it, 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 it is the number one problem. And it's, you know, it, Kendall Fuller didn't have the best night, but I don't think they're as bad as I thought they would be to this point in the season at coverage. It is simply tackling. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> that's the first, I mean, that's the first rule of defense, right? Ta- wrap up. Wrap, don't go it's too, the, you can't go too high anymore. You can't go too low. Finish the tackle. Hit when it you, right here. Uh, granted, I mean, and and I, I always like to include all the facts. I mean, this is a different NFL where tackling is a little mm. bit stranger now. Frowned upon. That being said, I mean, I'd rather they tackle and take a penalty than let the player go, and then they get another five to ten yards every time. You mean like Breland Speaks? Who decided that he thought that Tom Brady had gotten rid of the football? I think. Uh, you got to. Uh, it's just the risk we got to take now. Uh, whether we get the flag or not, whatever happens, yeah, you just got to uh, go ahead and push through with it and go ahead and make that play. How disappointing just in general. I mean, obviously the comeback was, was pretty special, but mm-hmm. to not be able to finish it off. Uh, it's not that bitter, but uh, I feel like it's a bittersweet, more victory for us. We know what we got to work on. We know we got to stop the run, but I feel like we'll definitely see him again. Yeah, I mean, is that part of what you're thinking about now? Is... Yes, sir. Moving forward, what does this uh, do for you? You know, you had your first start. You did have a sack in this game, so. Uh, feel good. Uh, I feel like I can uh, do this. I feel like I can play this game at this level. So it's a pretty good feeling. Breland speaks back to the phones. Lawrence, Kansas. Zach, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Zach? Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? All right. Awesome. So uh, I'm a first-time goer here. I love you guys' show. Hey, thank you. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, and so something I heard Chris Collinsworth say earlier on the broadcast, he said that Patrick Mahomes is now eclipsed 300 yards over the past four games. And that's pretty impressive considering that 49ers defense is pretty stout. Then he went up against Jacksonville, who many consider to be the number one defense. But, I mean, who knows since they just put up 40 against Dallas. Um, And then today against Bill Belichick. And a lot of people have been trying to give uh, Pat, like, a nickname, you know, like the Magician or Showtime or whatever. I was wondering, do you guys think it's time to try to give the Chiefs offense a nickname? It's kind of like, you know, Greatest Show on Turf or something like that, just because (laughs) – They've gotten pretty close to eclipsing 500 yards in several games this year. This offense has looked unstoppable, but so is the defense. So. <laughs> uh, I, it's I I had I don't know if anybody has taken that on. I mean, it, it's the big red machine. The bit that's been used before. That's been used. Uh, people in Ohio would be upset about that. People I, people were upset about Showtime, <laughs> Golden Tate, the first one on the line. I, I I don't know if the offense if anybody has one text it in six nine three zero six a nickname for this entire offense the Showtime Express. <laughs> hey, thanks for the phone call, man. Don't be a last time caller. Let's go to Kevin, who's listening to us online in Houston, Texas. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to say that uh, at least I'm proud of the guys for not just caving in at halftime when they were down and out. Uh, they fought that strong, but I think part of our defense is it's. You know, poor Bob, he didn't have the best talent in the world. But a lot of it's a teaching issue there with our cornerbacks. I'm just sick and tired of watching them chase the guys and never turn around and look at the ball. I mean, we had several penalties tonight just for running into the guy when we could have easily had a couple of interceptions. What makes a great cornerback against the average is they turn and look at the ball. They're not just defending the player. They're looking to make a play. And that's part of our problem on, on the defensive side of things is we give up way too many plays because we're just chasing the player instead of actually trying to look and make a play. 
And, you know, that's about it. But like I said, I'm, I'm glad the guys are not throwing in the towel and giving up and fighting back strong. Take care. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. And, and by the way, speaking of not looking for the ball, I don't remember which defender it was, but there was a play. I think he was trying to hit uh, the running back on the on the left side. Brady was trying to throw to his, his, his running back there. And the defender did not look back at the ball. And everybody thought, even the, the, the announcers on TV said, yeah, they got away with one right there because the Chiefs defender did not look back for the ball, just put his hand up in the air. And and for those that think that Kansas City doesn't get calls or New England gets them all, you got one right there that, that that was a big momentum shift. I agree with that on that particular play, but you look at the stat line, Mike. Chiefs, <laughs> five penalties for 58 yards. How many penalties did New England take tonight? Um, Here, I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you a little clue. I can look through them. They took no penalties. New England, for 60 minutes tonight, Mm-hmm. was not given one penalty. How is that even possible? It's a well-coached team. How is that even possible? They lead the league in fewest penalties. I mean, sometimes teams are just better at it than you are about playing by the rules and playing I don't know. within the rules. And then you can also... I know some people believe the Chiefs... Or excuse me, the Patriots. I'm not... Are you I, one of those guys? I'm not a conspiracy. I, I, I think zero penalties all night. That's a little weird for sure. But I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists where I think the league is trying to... Get the Patriots back into it. I mean, that being said, zero penalties is a little weird. Uh, I like this from the text line. For the nickname for the offense, Grandmaster Pat and the Furious Five. That's nice. That's not bad, Texter. Six nine three zero. Grandmaster Pat is now in the is in now in the ring for the nickname for Pat. Grandmaster Pat. <laughs> Grandmaster Pat and the Furious Five. I know a lot of old school hip hop fans. Run DM will love Chiefs. That one. <laughs> Steve's listening to us in Carolina. What's up, Steve? Hey, good evening, guys. First time caller. Great show tonight. Thank you, man. So um, I noticed Kelsey wasn't on the field during the fourth quarter. What was what was up with him? Say that again. Kelsey wasn't on the field in the fourth quarter. Was he hurt? Did you notice that Kelsey wasn't on the field? I didn't, and I didn't see anything come through any of the the wires that he was injured. Oh. Uh, he was sitting on the bench with a uh, scowl on his face couple shots during the fourth quarter like huh. he was hurt or something or upset about something so i thought i'd call and see if anybody knew anything about it good you know i i don't know i hadn't i don't think i noticed it and maybe that's a problem that i didn't notice the best or second best tight end of the nfl not on the field i did not notice him not being there uh no, I, no, I no news on kelsey has come through but he did speak after the game about how he enjoyed the way the team fought you gotta love the way the team fought. I mean, it's um, it's crappy losing. I mean, nobody likes to lose, so it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's just um, you know, the team landed with the ball that they won, and it's uh, it's something to learn from. You gotta start fast. I've made some mistakes early as a as an offense, and um, you know that uh, ended up hurting us in the long run. You almost feel like you scored too soon there at the end. No, no, not at all. I mean, we got full trust in our defense. It's just uh, you know, it's um, hats off to the other team for making plays. Travis, what did you what did you learn about? Um, nothing that I already knew. I mean it's uh, just another test that that we came forth and uh and 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 really just uh approached with a certain mindset that uh, that we've been practicing all offseason and that's to finish games um to, to go in hostile environments like this. I mean we knew our schedule going into the season it was gonna be this was gonna be a tough game. Um and it's uh sure enough it just uh, it, it sucks losing. I love growing up, Kelsey. Five receptions, 61 yards. I didn't even really notice that he 
was out of the mix in the fourth quarter, and I didn't see anything come through, so maybe Andy Reid was just opting for different personnel at the time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I by the way, I like immature Kelsey. I like uh, penalized Kelsey. That's my favorite Kelsey. But <laughs> that's your favorite Kelsey? Dante Hightower did a great job. I mean, he was Kelsey had, a, had five catches for 60 yards, as you said, or 61. But those were tough catches to get off the line. They, we were talking about taking players away from Mahomes and, and and this offense, they really tried to wreck Kelsey at the line. Like it was a it was a, a tough road to hoe for the Chiefs tight end tonight. Yeah, and I think a lot of people looked at this Rob Gronkowski battle with him and not that again they go up against one another, but you see why people call Rob Gronkowski the best tight end in the league. I think both of these guys are really good. one uh, A and one B. I mean Throw a coin up in the air, take one of them, and you have a really good opportunity to to utilize one of the most athletic players in the National Football League, whether it be Kelsey or, or Gronk. Let's go right back to the phones and talk to Chase in Kansas City. What's up, Chase? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So what I wanted to talk about was um, the last three minutes of the game after Patrick Mahomes uh, threw a bomb to Tyreek Hill. So it's tied 40-40, right? Yep. My question is, um, and maybe you don't do it right away, but after you're aware that the Patriots are probably gonna score, just let them score. Somebody, like we were just let them score. Go ahead, get the points, and then put it back onto our offense. Our offense is more dominant than our defense. We potentially come out winning that game, or at least going into overtime. I mean, you could, you know, at that point, you could decide, well, do I want to go through two points or not? But like they just went ahead and let them run out the clock. It was really bad clock management by Andy Reid. I thought. Which which no one's ever said, by the way. <laughs> You're telling me, Andy yeah, Reid, <laughs> Andy Reid, who's kryptonite, his timeouts is going to coach his players to have the wherewithal to to let the opposing team score <laughs> to manage clock. Are you insane? That's not happening. I mean, Chase, all tongue in cheek, man. I love Andy Reid and. To me, I mean, that's the one thing that's always seemed to get away from a little bit as clock manager, and we're joking, obviously. Yeah, I think it's easier said than done to have the presence of mind to let the other team score, but when you're in that situation, you're playing defense. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think you could play defense halfway. I can't blame the Chiefs for not letting the other team score. I don't think that's why you lost the football game. I don't think it's in a defensive player's mindset, no matter how much coaching they get, that when Gronk makes that big catch and he's rumbling down the field, Rumbling and stumbling. It's not a defensive player's mindset to say, I'm going to back off and I'm going to let that guy score because the other side of the ball will take care of me. I think if you're a, if you're a defensive player in the National Football League, it's just it your, your brain doesn't work that way. You know how you win? Not by letting the other team score. By maybe keeping them under 40 points. <laughs> That's how you win a football game. Chase, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Talk to Brandon, who's in Independence. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Eh, not bad. All right, my only problem with the whole thing is is with Bob Sutton's defense. Like, you know we come into the game losing how many seconds we had Matt Kemp as a backup safety. So that's one thing. And another thing is with the head coach with Andy Reid, you're not going to make sure that Bob has his A game. You have backups is the problem. And you still put a three-man defense out there. You should have put at least a linebacker on Gronk. They did the same thing to Kessler. Don't say hi, Tyler. They kept 
what's it called? Pushing him at the line and making sure that he had double help over top. But on our on our side, we put him up single up. Who was it that gave? I can't remember who gave the pass, so I apologize. But the whole thing is, okay. you had help over the top, or they had help over the top, and with ours with Gronk, you leave him single high with him. It's a horrible, horrible call game. Andy Reid is a great offensive coordinator, horrible head coach. Thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Well, there is the answer. I they mean, make Dave Tobe the head coach. <laughs> Demota Andy Reid to offensive coordinator. Bobby Sutz keeps his job. I mean, again, it, to, to, to Brandon's point, though, you're going to the, you send me to the store, and I'm going to get all the ingredients. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to have some Spam and I'm going to have some macaroni noodles. And you're expecting Delicious. me to make a filet. Mm. You know, you're expecting me to make something that isn't Spam and noodles. And by the way, if you like Spam, you like noodles. Okay, cool, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have somebody that could hang with Gronk. I'm sure if they did, if they felt... You know who can hang with Gronk? Eric Berry! <laughs> no, no, no. The old Eric Berry. The Eric old... Berry can hang with Gronk! The old Eric Berry. You want, like... Why does not everyone? I understand. Listen, it has nothing to do with anything in the past. He's not playing. He needs to be on the field. I, no one wants to say it. He needs to be on the field. He, you've had a roster spot now for six weeks, thirty games, and you're sitting. You're, and and the Chiefs could have brought, brought in different players with that money and, and so on and so forth. And Greg, I love Eric Berry. I love what he means to the city. I, I love everything that he gone through. I love the way he fought back. That has nothing to do with this season and how he's wasting. And the right word is wasting mm-hmm. a roster spot. 30 games. It's a fact. 30. Uh, let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Hey, guys. Um, no such thing as a moral victory. No such thing. And I put this one on Bob Sutton just as much as any other game ever. Now, you guys talk about personnel. Talk about personnel all you want. Andy Reid gets credit all the time for making Patrick Mahomes better for making the offense better, for making Alex Smith better. I want to see Bob Sutton make this defense better. You guys talked about it a few minutes ago. They don't tackle. This is week six. Has it gotten better since week one? All right, so they made a couple plays against Jacksonville, and everybody thought maybe they were turning the corner. All right, they didn't make any plays tonight. None. Not one play. All right? This defense needs to make plays in these types of games. And Bob Sutton is the responsible one for that. Right? Am I right? You're right. All right. He takes the blame. Still, I don't care. We could talk personnel. We could talk Eric Berry. We could talk Justin Houston, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down the line. He still gets the blame. They needed to make more plays tonight. They didn't do it. He failed. Bob Sutton sucked tonight. And I tell you what, if Belichick was asked about how many points they gave up, do you think Belichick's going to go to his defense coordinator this week and say, oh, it was a tough week. You know, you went up against a good offense and you went up against Pat Mahomes. He's not going to do that. He's going to go rip him a butt and say, you need to be better. This defense needs to be better. You know, he's going to take the blame and say, this defense was horrendous tonight. He's not going to say, oh, we went up against good offense. I put this on Bob Sutton just as much as anybody. Bob Sutton needs to get this defense better. Well, I don't know if he can, Neil, and thank you for the phone call. I agree with Neil. For what it's worth, I think this is Bob Sutton's last chance. I think this year is his last chance to figure it out. I think the Chiefs went all defensive draft 
more uh, lives than a cat beca- because of of Bob Sutton. To me, it it. Yes. Is he to blame for 43 points? Yes, but it just shouldn't stop with Bob Sutton. Is Bob Sutton the one? I mean, is he the one who, who, who goes and teaches these guys how to tackle? It's not. Bob Sutton just coordinates the entire defense. He teaches scheme. I mean, it could be a deeper problem. I, I, I'm just saying it's more than just this one guy. It's a, it's a team problem, and it has to do with personnel. It has to do with players, and it has to do with Bob Sutton. Warrior calls. Patrick has some advice for the Chiefs. We're going to hear it coming up. Plus, Uh, You're going to hear from Showtime Mahomes, his thoughts after uh, tonight's loss. His first loss as a starter. That's next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Seconds. I'm Travis, you know, and myself. Um, we do a great job on telling guys not to get flustered, not to get fl- uh, frustrated, and stuff like that. So we just gotta, uh, we just gotta move along, man, and make plays. Al Michaels, and then the cheetah. Thanks to NBC for the sound on the highlight. Right. Uh, I mean that that play took 12 seconds. The whole drive it was like, all right, well, I guess the Patriots are going to get the ball okay. again. <laughs> it was too fast. It was too fast, unfortunately. Uh, Patrick Mahomes spoke to the media after tonight's 43-40 loss. We got it for you right here. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett. We go to showtime. Just in the two-minute drill, uh, we were rolling. I uh, just got a little too greedy. Uh, I, I thought I could throw it a little higher and Kels could go get it. And I kind of got hit as I threw and just left it short. And in those situations, it's kind of a him or nobody. And I just have to learn from that and know that if I'm going to try to make that throw and make it either Kels can catch it or nobody else. Yeah, I mean they they had a good game plan. Uh, they threw a lot of pressure at us, a lot of different stuff, and I just I just try to stay within myself. Uh, early, mm-hmm. I, I missed some throws, even when there was pressure that we could have scored on, and I felt like as the game went on, I just kept m- making the reads and throwing the ball, and I was started connecting on the the ones later. What does the team learn about itself in a loss like this versus say an easy win? Oh, you learn a ton. I mean, you, first off, you're playing a, a great opponent in a great atmosphere. And so just to be able to go against the best, I mean, you, you want to compete against them every single day. And we got down, put ourselves in a huge hole. And I, I'm just proud of my team on how we fought to get back in the game. And uh, we had the lead at one point, and then we ended up not coming out with the win. But just that fight, I mean, it's something you can carry on and to the rest of this season. Even with a loss, I mean, at times, it's just more valuable than, say, an easy win. I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to win. Uh, I mean, as a competitor, you want to win every single week. But, I mean, you learn from everything in this league. You learn from every experience that you have. I mean, you're not going to win every single game. And so, for us, I mean, we're going to take uh, the things that we did in that second half to kind of get us back into it and kind of keep that stuff going as the season goes on. Pat, the, uh, the short touchdown to Tyreek, the one right after the long kickoff mm-hmm. return. Uh, was that for Tyreek or was that for uh, Kareem? Yeah, b- both uh, kind of yeah a, a magician never reveals his tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. With the, with the emotions of tying the game, seeing the two-minute sort of play happen, that they convert, describe your emotions on the sideline and then seeing the 
mutual respect you have with Brady after the game. Yeah, I mean, you have the ultimate respect for for uh, Tom and everything that he he did that this game and his whole entire career. I mean, he's had this success in this league because he's he's won games with last minute drives like that. And uh, for us, I mean, you just have to find a way uh, to win games like this. If you want to get to where you want to get to, you have to win games uh, that are going to be tight and they're going to be against really good oppo- opponents. There's Patrick Mahomes, uh, who threw a couple of picks in tonight's game. The magician. Uh, Chiefs lose 43-40. to 40. Pat Mahomes, 23 of 36 for 352 yards, passing four touchdowns, two interceptions, a couple of carries, nine yards, rushing for Mahomes. All right. Get your calls in right now because we are going to be off the air very soon, but we want to hear from you. want to squeeze in as many as we can. Uh, well, let's go to Patrick. Now, this is Patrick in Kansas City. I mean, is this, is this Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> no, it's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I can tell by your voice. All right, what's on your mind tonight, Mahomes Patrick? is in the air right now. Oh, He's coming back. I wanted to touch on one subject. Uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for taking my call. I love 610. No problem, man. Thank you for staying up late with us. Absolutely. Uh, what a game. I mean, I think everyone in the kingdom knows what we have ahead of us. And I kind of want to touch on this topic. Even the management, they may know what's ahead of us. Um, is this window of opportunity this first year one to attack? Or is it down the road? Should they add a piece now, similar to what Dayton Moore did with the Royals in 2015? Go after it now? Or is that going to hurt us if our window of opportunity is bigger three or four years down the road? I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, man. No, you go all in. I don't think you – sports, especially the National Football League, the opportunity to win is so small. I mean, when you have something like this, like this offense, you don't waste it. Travis Kelsey's 29. These other guys are 25. They're still in the up and up. I mean, you look at Hill and Watkins. I mean, I'm not saying that next year is going to be a decline year for Travis Kelsey, but you just don't know. You get to those. You get to the late twenties, early thirties. You stop. You stop knowing. No sport loses it faster, without any warning coming, than the NFL. Exactly, and everyone's body's different, and you don't know how players are going to be year to year. You don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. You let these guys go. What if? Tyree kills on vacation in the next offseason and steps on his foot, his foot wrong and just loses a step of his speed. I mean, this is – and obviously that would be a freak thing, but I, that's just an example. Like, mm-hmm. you, have, you know what you have this year, right? And, and, and those, these years of, of everything clicking, I mean, you saw what the Royals are fleeting. You have to take advantage when yeah. they're there. And maybe the Chiefs and maybe the grand plan – and the intention was in 2018, but get this is what guess what you got? You have a chance in 2018, so you do everything in your power to give yourself the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. You already know you're going to the playoffs. Why not give yourself the best chance? I mean, uh, granted, of course, this could be a, a, there could be a huge collapse, pending huge collapse, but it's happened before after being five and zero. Of this course, city. but you 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 understand like you're more than likely going to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Now try your best to win every week, and by the time week one of the playoffs. Uh, rolls around, whether that be the wild card round, hopefully it's the division round if the Chiefs can somehow lock up a bye and and keep mainly winning more so than losing, then you're giving it the best shot. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the program, you have an Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady. They don't win the Super Bowl every year. It has to all click. That's a football Mm -hmm. team. I mean, Mahomes is going to be good, and you hope now he's good for the next 10, 15, 20 years. But you just never know if he'll have the right supporting cast and it just like it doesn't Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. He doesn't win the Super Bowl every year. He's got one. Exactly. I mean he's got one. The guy before him had one. 
Everything has to be right. How many Super Bowls does does Drew Brees, who just broke the passing yardage record, he's got one. Look at Phillip Rivers. Phil Rivers is a damn good quarterback. Damn good quarterback probably will never win a Super Bowl. Never sniff it. Never sniff the Super Bowl. It's just it. you have the opportunity. And I don't know if one Patrick Peterson makes you a top 20 defense and, and all of a sudden that's sustainable in the, in the playoffs. I don't know if you have to – again, it's the NFL. You don't make four trades at the deadline like at the NBA – or Major League Baseball. It's Your a, Royals reference was great. That was up and done in two years. It's a shame that Earl Thomas got injured because I thought that was a, a right piece. It was a legitimately good player at mm. a position of need and a position of question that you were going on. And that was the right move. You were going all in. That obviously went away when he broke his leg. So to me now, you find, okay, that's now off the table. What else is there? What else makes sense? What else is going to be a fit in our scheme? Listen, you don't have to be great defensively. I'm not, you don't have to be in the top 10. But it just has to be, like, middle of the pack. Yeah, if you were 17th in the National Football League in defense, you win this football game tonight. You feel pretty good about Chiefs and the Mahomes or the Chiefs boys or the Big Red Machine or whatever you want to call this damn offense <laughs> of scoring near 30 points a game. So get yourself a defense that can hold another team under 28 points. And you know what? You may win a damn Super Bowl. And this league is built for parity. Everybody, there's a reason the salary cap, and there's a reason that, you know, the, the, the teams, other than the Patriots, there's a reason that the, the certain teams are, are, are up and then down and everybody back, because it's a league built for parity. Mike, the Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl since 1969. You weren't even born yet. No, <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sonny, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Sonny? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Got it. Um, <laughs> look, I, I was just as shocked, I think, as much as the kingdom uh, back in January when they announced that Sutton was coming back. To me, that's an Andy Reid move. I think Andy Reid went to management, he went to ownership, and he said, look, Sutton doesn't go nowhere. He's staying here for another year. Um, and, and I think it was a mistake. And, and in these first six games, yeah, we went 5-0, and 5-1 oh, and one now. I, I think it's still a mistake, and, it, and it's showing out there. And, you know, regardless if, if we do get Patrick Peterson or if we would have got Earl Thomas, Sutton is not the guy. He is not the guy. And it doesn't matter what we do in the regular season. We could go 14-2. and two. Uh, Come playoff time, I mean, them teams, playoff teams, they play that much more quicker. They're that much more faster with the football. These guys know what you know 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 what it means to be in the playoffs. And I think Sutton is just he's going to mess it up for us. As as bad as I, you know, I don't want that. But I think that's what it's going to come down to. Um, Sutton needs to be gone. Bottom line, man, I cannot see him coming back next year. I just wanted to get that off my chest. You guys keep rocking. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Sonny. Appreciate it, man. You have yourself a good night. Let's go to Jim next up. You're on six ten Sports Radio. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Got it. Uh, well, I'm not going to be on the same bandwagon as everybody else. Uh, our offense came out and they weren't on sync today. Gave up multiple turnovers against the New England Patriots. And that's like rule number one when you play the Patriots, you can't turn the ball over. Uh, the defense kept us in the game, even when the offense wasn't working properly. I mean, maybe Bob Sutton isn't the answer, but our defense wasn't the problem tonight. It was a team effort and we lost it. Uh, Offense wasn't shooting. I mean, if Alex Smith threw two interceptions and missed two guys for touchdowns, this whole city would be crucifying them. But, I don't know. I didn't think the defense was the main factor in losing the game. Uh, offense could have done better early. Defense could have done better later. But, 
you know, special teams was the one that didn't lose the game. So I just like to put it, put that my hat on that. Sounds good, Jim. Thanks, man. I just, the offense was trading field goals for touchdowns early. So I'll give Jim credit there, but you can't look at this and say the defense didn't lose this game. I mean, Patriots have 500 net yards. Granted, the the, the uh, Patriots defense gave up 446. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions early, and both of them were really bad. He also scored 40 points. I Guy scores 40 points. Guys wills his offense to 40 points. You should win the football game, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I, I, mean, mean, I mean, if you just look at it that way, basic. How many times do you score 40 in the NFL and lose? It happens in college. Today? It's college. Yeah. Well, how, once. Well, well, <laughs> how often do you score 40 in the National Football League and lose? I, I, I don't know. Uh, C.O., you're next up. What's up, C.O.? All right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, Hello. Take the call. Everybody says that. So let's get to the facts <laughs> of this. Let's get to the facts of this that's going down right now. I like this guy. Man, we did a great, awesome job. How many guys going to Foxborough and hang up with everybody who said 40 points? What a guy that just came in. He's a rookie. Second-year starter, sixth game in. He made some mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. But you know what? When we're down, I was looking at the game just like everybody else. It wasn't over to me. My heart didn't skip a beat. I knew that the offense and Andy Reid, with, with what we were going to do, it was going to work out. And it did. It came right back. What we need to do. What we need to do, front of house, office, if they're not making plays, like, you know what I'm saying, we got a one-year window, two-year window. We need to go ahead and trade a first-round pick right now because this is our year to get it done. Give up one-year pick first round like what we did last year to get this guy right now who's doing what he's doing right now. The talk of the town, talk of the league. Andy Reid, the coaching staff, everybody's like, where do we need to fix this? I'm not going to put on DBs because everybody makes plays, but you got to turn around and make another play. They're I, not, they, we need to get guys to make plays. See, I don't know if there's a defensive player out there uh, that, that, is, that you can get in the, in the National Football League right now that can rush the passer, that you can acquire – in the next 16 days before the trade deadline that is going to turn you into a Super Bowl contending defense. And I, I don't know if, if who that – Khalil Mack ain't coming here. I don't. Aaron Donald is not being traded. Like, I don't know if there is that player out there. I'd have to go and look through the Arizona roster. I'd have to go and look through the Giants roster – I have to go look through some players, you know, some rosters on some terrible teams that have to get young or have to get rid of some some bad salaries. I don't know if the pass rusher is necessarily the need either because I don't think Justin Houston will be out for the entire year. And Tano, before getting hurt leading up to this game, was looking real good. Mm-hmm. I think if you're Veach, you may have to swallow. If you're Andy Reid and Veach and whatever like that, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily an issue because you didn't draft the guy, but Tano is probably, if you're looking at health and so on and so forth right now, and even healthy speaks, he's probably mm-hmm. your second best Outside linebacker, so put him in the game. I mean, and and they they were yeah. last week before he got hurt. He did outsnap Breland Speaks. So I want to see more of what Tano can do, and if he can kind of provide support on that other side and be another guy for D Ford, 
and you got a really you got a really good pass rush here. It'll, it'll ease the pressure off everybody. That's what pass rush does. But I agree with with Co. You know, if if you can go out there and you can find somebody, I don't know about a first round pick, but they got an extra number two. They got an extra second round pick. Uh, it is time for last call. Woo! <laughs> Brought to you by Luca's Wine and Spirit Superstore with their newest location is now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock next to Best Buy. Last call goes to Ken in California. Ken, your last call, buddy. What's up? Yeah, so I just wanted to tell you guys that this game to me, I think proved that the Chiefs are actually the best team in the NFL right now. The team that lost tonight and gave up 500 yards and 43 points is the best team in the NFL. Yes, because it's the 28th in NFL, and defense simply doesn't matter. You know, you, you look at, say, the, the best defense going into this week was maybe considered to be the Bears. They gave up 28 points to the Dolphins. Defense doesn't matter in the modern NFL. And what Pat Mahomes showed me tonight is a guy who could trail in games by two-plus scores and still come back and lead that game to the I understand our defense is abysmal. I'm really not worried about it. Everything going into this game, on the road, you know, uh, 10 days to prepare for the opposing team. Fosborough, the toughest, the toughest statistical road stadium in the league over the last decade. And still, we covered the spread. I, I know that's sort of a, a metric, but it was, it was a wash on a neutral field with everything sort of working against us in terms of injuries, preparedness days, all of that. I like the positive attitude to end the show. Ken, appreciate it. And I 100% agree. Let's make it very clear. It's positivity and not Bobsativity. Very true. I do agree that the, the, the shining defense doesn't happen in the NFL anymore. You know, you don't have that Ravens team with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed you know, a decade ago, that doesn't happen anymore. You don't have the game's not set up that way. The game has changed. Man. It re, it's it's video games. It's fantasy football. It's eyes on TV. There's no. It's not exciting to watch seventeen fourteen. It's just not. I'm gonna watch. You're gonna watch. But we're in the we're on the far left side of that bell shaped curve. They want the eighty percent in the middle that want to see touchdowns and points and fantasy numbers go up. Mm-hmm. But that's our last call, Ken. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Make sure you give us a call next week. Last call brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore with their newest location now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock next to Best Buy. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett, what did we learn tonight? We'll tell you what we learned tonight about your Chiefs as we wrap it up next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Third down, long two. 33-yard lines, Mahomes surveys, flushed out again, chased down the sideline, getting free is Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Hunt is able to get Kansas City right back into the game. Man, that was shades of last year here in the opener, 67 yards on a third and two. We started out slow, and uh, some plays we could have made out there that we left out there. We missed some touchdown passes, about two of them early, and we got to make those. You get the sense that we didn't have to a lot of hype about this game at all. Do you think the pressure and everything like that may have affected him Nah, I mean, we just had to, you know, figure some things out. You know, he's still learning on the way, too. We, uh, we all are.
What's it like to be in a game like that, particularly the second half where it's just haymaker after haymaker? I mean, yeah, pretty much you got to keep throwing. Whoever get the last swing going to win. So that's how it was. I feel like if we would have had the ball last like they did, we would have went down and scored and won too. So, uh, you know, good throw. There's Kareem Hunt. Thanks to our friends at Channel 41 for the sound. Uh, ArrowheadPride.com, Editor-in-Chief Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett with you. Hunt, 10 carries, 80 yards, also five receptions for 105 yards and a score. 15 touches, 185 yards, and a touchdown for Kareem Hunt. Not bad. He loves Gillette Stadium. He does. <laughs> Don't ever let that guy become a Patriot because he'll kill you. Uh, Tyreek Hill, seven catches, buck 42, three scores. Travis Kelsey, five catches, 61 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 23 of 36, 352, four scores, two picks on the other side. Tom Brady threw for 340 and a score on 24 of 35 passing. Sonny Michelle, two touchdowns on the ground, two of his 24 carries for a buck six. And Rob Gronkowski, just three catches for Gronk tonight. That's but all, that's nine, all he needed. 97 yards. That's all he needed. Uh, Chris Hogan had four for 78. Julian Edelman, four for 54 and a score. Patriots, 500 yards of offense. And they beat the Chiefs last second field goal, 43-40. Uh, Chiefs fall to 5-1. and one. Up next, the Bengals will do Sunday night football again. We'll be Run here. it back. We're going to be here Woo! with you again late night again. Uh, we'll do that next week. The New England Patriots take on the Bears next weekend. So what did you learn tonight, Pete? I didn't learn a whole lot because coming into this game, <laughs> I thought Patrick Mahomes was the real deal. I thought the Chiefs' offense was great, and I thought the defense stunk, and everything came true. <laughs> what I want to leave you with instead tonight is now, look. we got about four minutes here, so take your time. <laughs> I knew going into the season, I think a lot of fans knew, that this team wasn't going to go 16-0. and The schedule was too tough. Looked at the schedule at the beginning of the season, and you were hoping – to maybe get out of the first six games, three and three. That would have been amazing. Maybe two and four. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Instead, you're here, and it always hurts when you know the road to get there, but you're five and one with an easier part of your schedule coming probably in the second half, a lot of more home games. You knocked out a lot of these road games in the first six. So keeping in mind that you're going to lose a game, losing to the Patriots against Tom Brady in New England, all right, not, not the worst in the world. Not bad, not bad. Reportedly, Tom Brady, after the game, ran up to Patrick Mahomes, making sure to congratulate him on a great game played, wanted to have a few words. To me, what does that say to me? It means your quarterback, Kansas City, is in that like elite club where you have probably the greatest quarterback of all time, making sure he's going out of his way to go say hello. Your guy's in it. Class. De- defense needs to be better. It's needed to be better since six weeks ago. Since uh, four years ago. Gave up 500 net yards tonight. Five football fields of offense. Could never be clear that the defense needs to improve more than tonight. In case you're wondering, we hear from the guy Ronnie. The show Hughley calls Strutton Bob Sutton Thursday live during show and Vern this week. Probably about 1140. So make sure you're listening then because I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions for Bob Sutton. Big thing for the Chiefs here tonight is not to let the New England Patriots beat you two times. Because you played a hard game. The defense left left much to be desired. But at the same time, Brady, Brady and Mahomes went at it. Your quarterback kept you in it. They went at it. 
and each game counts for one. This game counts the same that the game against the Bengals next week is going to count. Don't let the New England Patriots beat beat you twice. Come back from tonight. Fix the defensive problems. You're back at home on Sunday Night Football. You get another crack at the national audience to watch Mahomes. So everything that maybe was left on the field tonight that you wanted to show in this game, you could do once again next week. What's left? <laughs> What's left to show? Maybe keeping them <laughs> under 40 points. Come back to Arrowhead. Rock the house. Listen, listen to us on the way back from a victory next week. Hope so. Uh, I learned two things real quick. First of all. You learned something tonight? I learned a lot. What did you learn? I learned tonight? a couple of things all right, tonight. All right. I, I learned uh, that... There is a monster of a weapon that we haven't really seen unleashed in Kareem Hunt this year. We know what a good player he was, league's leading rusher, took the league by storm last year. But it seemed as if he wasn't the weapon that a lot of fans and fantasy owners wanted him to be. The ability to catch, he had 15 touches, just 15 touches and 185 yards tonight. One big chunk came on the 67-yard touchdown on the right side of the field when Mahomes was rolling and hit him in stride. That's a big uh, chunk of it. But that's another layer to all of this. With Tyreek Hill, if we have to get in these shootouts again, if we get to watch that again, you've got all these, even when Travis Kelsey is taken out, you've got another weapon in there. The other thing I learned was that Chiefs fans took this loss in stride, for the most part. Not a lot of anger. I've done a lot of talk shows after losses of football games in my life. And... That was not a lot of anger coming from Chiefs fans. I believe many Chiefs fans have called into our show tonight believing in moral victories. They don't want to admit it, but they will. They don't feel that bad about losing this game right here. You proved you belong tonight. And I know that sucks that you weren't able to come with the victory Mm -hmm. because you were so close. And maybe if you don't give Tom Brady as much time as he had, you do. But you belong, and you're in the upper echelon of the AFC, and you're certainly, and this is all that matters in the grand scheme of things, one of the top six teams, right? That's all you need to be. How many times do you see a wild card go deep in the playoffs? All you got to be is the, be in the dance. Of course, I think the Chiefs should aim for higher than that because mm-hmm. I think they're better than that. But the, at the end of this, you're going to get an opportunity to watch playoff football once again in Kansas City, and that's not the most common thing in the world. People forget that. It's pretty awesome. Chiefs lose 43-40. They fall to the Patriots. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks to our producer, Chris. There's like seven guys working behind the scenes tonight. We thank them all. Too many names because, frankly, I don't know all of them. Uh, We appreciate everybody jumping in. Thanks for calling, texting, all that stuff. For Pete Sweeney, I'm Mike Wickett. We'll be back at it coming up next Sunday before Chiefs and Bengals. Have a great rest of your night. This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>